Hi friends, I'm Andy Sell, and these are the people we know. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of People We Know, the podcast where real people get excited about unreal people. We'll uh, take it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Andy Sell. Uh, Leah is out of town right now. Where is she? She is off uh, heralding for Galactus. Well, she's yeah. finding planets for him to eat. Uh, no, I think she's in Vegas right now. Uh, so, ba- so Galactus fun. can eat it? Yeah, so okay. yeah, thankfully yeah. Galactus yeah. will eat Vegas. Uh, uh, so yes, Leah's out of town. Um, so we have a special guest co-host for this episode. Uh, you may remember from the episode uh, about Peggy Olson from Mad Men. She was our guest on that. Please welcome uh, Chicago comic Stephanie Haas. Hi. Yay. Hi. <laughs> Stephanie, you run a bunch of shows in Chicago. Yeah, I do. Comedy Secrets, mm-hmm. Shinebox. Mm-hmm. Eight by eight. Eight by eight. That might be it. That might be it. <laughs> uh, you you uh, just got back from the Memphis yes. Comedy Festival. I did. Did you have a good time there? I did. Did you eat some barbecue? Yeah, I had, uh, I had rendezvous barbecue. Yeah? It was delicious. Ribs with that dry rub? I had some ribs. I didn't... I, don't, I haven't had ribs since I was a kid. Uh, so I don't... I don't know. I don't like eating things off the bone. So I had one rib, but it was very fatty. And then somebody told As me that's what ribs. Be. I know somebody told me that's what ribs are supposed to be like. And no, I, guess, I, I guess I don't like. It ribs sounds like then. you might just not like ribs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but there was some excellent. Which is chicken. weird because you're made of one. Uh, oh, that's yeah. true. As yeah. all women are. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe that's why I don't want to eat it. <laughs> it's cannibalism. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, John, say hi, John. Hey. <laughs> you don't have to shout now. You get a nope. mic, John Veron, guys. Yeah. Uh, so. Stephanie, since Leah's not here, we don't have a Leah's got homework, but Stephanie's got homework. Yep. Kind of. I made you watch Frozen. <laughs> you did. At gunpoint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you tried to make me watch it like within an hour of me getting off the plane. <laughs> that is true. But we, we waited. We waited. At uh, least 24 hours. And uh, what'd you think of it? I liked it a lot. Frozen, the Disney movie, guys. Uh, now, can, can you give me a quick rough rundown of the premise? I'm actually the Leah right now. I yeah. have not seen it <laughs> or experienced it. So I'll so, be so listeners. Like, I'll be your POV character through this adventure. Like ice and loneliness <laughs> and depression. And so it's ba- so it's a Norwegian black metal album. <laughs> <laughs> it's based on the Hans Christian Andersen uh, fairy tale, uh, the Snow Queen. Okay, and I've read about this that for like 15 years Disney's been trying to make. a a movie out of this story yeah like some version of it yeah and, and they finally did it and everybody says it. it's just amazeballs it really might be the best thing disney's ever done really yeah uh i know it's the highest Pixar. grossing since not the lion Pixar. king or it might really? have actually beaten the lion king yeah wow. god i hope so it's way yeah. better than the lion king you don't you i, I you don't I, like serengeti hamlet okay i just don't <laughs> like look i'm a hyena enthusiast and yeah. they are portrayed with some really negative racial stereotypes in that movie i'm not a hyena enthusiast. what race are I just the hyenas, like hyenas in the lion king they're the hyenas i'm not gonna look 
they look they're the bad guys they're just they're they're referenced as just being bad they live on the outskirts of you know but you said they're a racial stereotype what race are they a stereotype of i don't know whatever race white people are afraid of this decade (laughs) (laughs) i think it's still black people yeah i'm pretty sure yeah we're still on black people really i thought mexicans took over no No. i thought latinos people are still killing black kids Yeah, yeah but they're also still killing latinos Okay, we're afraid of everybody. Yeah, we're afraid of most. <laughs> like, like I think we only just got okay with like Asians, and like, <laughs> that's where we are. We're like, okay, we're gonna try. Yeah, but <laughs> as long as they don't date any white women. God no, no, that's not yeah. cool. Yeah. No. Really? Oh yeah, haven't you seen the backlash against Lord's boyfriend? Yeah, Lord's boyfriend, all over Asian? yeah. Lord's boyfriend is an Asian. Oh guy, yeah, yeah, no, no, I did see this. Yeah, I saw that there was some. You know what? That, that's Twitter though. Like, it, Twitter is just. That's the new clan the, rally. The, internet, <laughs> the internet's toilet. It really, yeah. god damn it. I can't, I seriously, I sometimes I think that, that these, like every time there's like an article on Huffington Post about like the racial backlash yeah. against Richard Sherman or the It's all just somebody taking the out their phone anthem. and making 140 character impulse shit on yeah. the internet somewhere. Or like that MLK Day thing, people, you know, using the N-word all over the place for it. Uh, Wait, what? You didn't see that? No. There was a thing on MLK Day. A lot of people were calling it uh, N-Word Day. Yeah. Whoa! On Twitter. And uh, Solomon Giorgio, my friend Solomon Giorgio, uh, lives here now, Seattle comic. He actually did a thing where on MLK Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, he decided uh, he was going to find tweets with racial slurs in them and then tell the the tweeter that he loved them. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty great. And it was awesome. There was some great responses. Oh, uh, Solomon Giorgio just became my hero. Solomon Giorgio yeah. is oh. everyone's hero. If you don't know him... Uh, that is a crusader for justice comic. right yeah. there. Yeah, great dude. Yeah, no, so... Where, how did we get here to this bad dad tangent? Uh, Lion King, hyenas. Yes. Oh, God damn. That was so long ago. <laughs> yeah. No. Actually, uh, six minutes is oh. how long ago it was. Jesus Christ. About, yeah. Okay. All right. We're going back. Uh, bad whatever. Dad. L- Lion yeah. King. Yeah, bad dad. Lion King is great, but Frozen is better. Okay. Frozen, okay. I think it might be the best thing. Because what, what Frozen does is it's, and I've called it this a lot, it's feminist pop art in a lot of ways. It's like, it, it handles so many different themes. Like there's a song in there that like if it had gone on for two more verses might have been an animal liberation folk anthem. Like, <laughs> it was, what the, are you talking the about? reindeers are better than people song. Oh. <laughs> like if that song had been allowed to continue, like we would have had some, I don't know. The lens through which you view the world is so fucking fascinating. <laughs> yeah, you're 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 reading very far into this yeah, goofy song about Maybe reindeer. I am. Okay. Maybe I am. That was but, that wasn't really a song about how great reindeer are. It was a song about that guy's inability to connect with other human beings. Oh wow, now I think you're interested you have an interesting lens for this. <laughs> okay, that's clearly what it was. He's a loner. He all he has is this reindeer friend. He can't talk to people. He voices. He speaks for the reindeer. Oh, he does. Yeah. You don't do that oh. with pets. That's sure some, like I castaway do. shit. But no. I don't. I do that with pets. Yeah, sure. But I don't like think that. Then I. That is that is me 
expressing my loneliness through the voice of my animal. You yeah. know, it's not okay. me Which, talking within about the format the of musical power. theater. We can usually assume that when something is sung, it represents a character's actual true feelings on a topic, and when it's spoken, it might be through a sort of social mass. So, if a guy is singing "Reindeer Are Better Than People," we, I believe, should take it that that's how he actually feels. Well, no, but this was also yes. there's another layer here. Oh, oh no, no, are I'm better saying, than no, people. He, I agree, he is saying that, but I don't think that the message of the song is that is about animal power no, or anything. No, but I do think that that character s- believes it. He's not singing it in a bursting into song, overflowing with emotion sort of way. He's singing it playing a lute while they're... He's singing it like as a yeah, lullaby like to di- the reindeer. It's, yeah, it's, oh, a, that's cute. it's a non-diegetic thing. Or is that... It's yeah. diegetic. No, because diegetic means... Within the di- the diegesis is the world yeah, of the yeah, film. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're so right. So if it all the music you hear right. is coming from an instrument in the scene, then it's diegetic. Yeah, you're right. I, oh. I got the meanings mixed up. It's uh, cool. Regardless, uh, there's a lot going on in this movie, and they, they sort of like in, in a lot of ways they 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 sort of take the um, the Disney villain origin story and invert it to a degree. They take that paradigm and they challenge it pretty severely it's really great because it's about like Kristen bell's sister getting ice powers or something right yeah and and the song that this the song that she sings when she gets the ice or when not when she gets them but when she decides to leave society behind and embrace these powers the song she sings is called let it go oh everybody's been everybody's had a huge boner for that song did a version of it it's one of my favorite fucking songs ever now but you know they're having adina menzel who sang it in the movie sing it at the oscars that's perfect yeah Yeah. that's like the version that they're like going to town with because apparently demi lovato's (laughs) is not that great well yeah but adina menzel menzel is the voice in the movie yeah that's what i'm saying is they're like because usually when disney it's a i read a whole thing about it um on you know on the interweb somewhere that usually disney will release like a contemporary pop version of the song and then that's who will like represent that song like a whole new world was like vanessa williams and some dude um and then you know can you feel the love tonight they had uh elton john's version instead of the one that was uh actually in the movie and this is like the first time that they're taking the person who sang it in the film and saying this is the person who's going to represent this song for us I didn't, I, you know, I, I did not know that. And usually these movies, the person who's singing the song is like a huge Broadway legend like Adina Menzel mm-hmm. is. And so it's cool that she's kind of getting to, yeah. um, you know, kind of cross over like that. But that's the thing is that song is narratively, it's the equivalent for like most Disney movies of like Poor Unfortunate Souls. Yeah. Or whatever song Jafar sings, you know, or whatever song any of these other villains sing. Like it's a villain's song. Yeah. But it's an empowerment song for her and for, I think, anyone watching it who's ever felt like they have a thing, like a talent or a thing that makes them different than other people that they're judged for and and saying, like, no, I get to do this. Like, this is, yeah. this is what makes me special. Like, it's I, – I got I, I've seen the movie twice now and both times that song – the first time – I got choked up and almost started bawling in the theater. <laughs> That's right. I got feelings with movies are concerned. You're just a big feeling, aren't you? Uh, like, not with was... people. I tend to... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with real life and flesh and blood things, I yeah. can tend to be like, nope. But you uh, you, you put it in a song. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> both times I saw it, it gave me goosebumps. Like that's, yeah. It's like, this is a song about, fuck you guys. I have a thing that I can do. Yeah. And I'm going to do it. Uh, I also think it, it deals with depression a lot. Um, at least to me, I sort of see the metaphor of her like distancing herself from everyone. And like when she sings that song about where she says that she can't stop it, when Kristen Bell go when uh, Anna that's mm-hmm. her name uh, goes to challenge her and say, "Hey, you fucked everything up. Let's fix it." She sings this song. She talks about the storm inside of her and how yeah. she can't stop it and how like 
that to me is like a uh, in my life I see that in people that I know who have been depressed or more specifically suicidal yeah. um, who feel like they've there's nothing they can do that they're they're flawed and they have this problem and they've hurt others and they can't change it yeah and uh, that's that's how it spoke to me so Stephanie what did you what did you see in the movie what did you think about it like did you have a favorite did you character? like it this much. I mean, the snowman was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Gad was great as the yeah. snowman. Was he the guy from? Is he in? Was he in Book of Mormon? He's the Book of Mormon okay. guy. Yeah. Oh, no one's I, ever sad to see him. No. Yeah. I saw him in the spring. I saw him in Book of Mormon. I was like, oh, who's this guy? And then I found out he's like nineteen. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> does that make him more or less desirable less to you? Desirable. <laughs> um, what do yeah, I think fuck about that it? Kid. He needs to get uh, in the trenches with the rest of us. I don't, look, I I loved it. I don't. I didn't love it as much as Andy, but I think he's read more feminist theory than I have. Uh, he's read more feminist theory than Simone de Beauvoir has. <laughs> look, you're othering me right now. And I don't appreciate it. <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself. Um, I think let go is complicated because. Like, yeah, on the one hand, she's saying, fuck you, I have these powers, but ultimately, uh, like, she's proven to not be right about that. You know what? No, exactly. Yeah. Because she she hasn't. I'm sorry. No, like, she, because she has to, like, return to society. Like, that's the right thing for her to do Mm -hmm. is to... Is well, to she, learn how to live within that world. Yeah, and how and how to and how and to control integrate how to integrate her power with you society. Can't, you can't just take your ball and go it. home. Exactly. No, exactly. Like, and that's the thing. Like, that's the idea. Like, to me, as as a comedian, as a writer, as a, a, you know, I I hate using this word, but as a poet, as an artist, like as an artist, <laughs> as like a creative, as, as a creative, yeah, <laughs> as a creative person. Oh, oh, there's nothing I hate more this, than creative as a noun. <laughs> oh, because it's you know why? Because it's always said by fucking business hacks right it's people yeah. who, who work in social creative. media yeah it's always a slur it's creative oh, no, it's never always sl- people a slur use it to describe us. themselves yeah. genuinely they're just not create they'll be like i'm a creative professional i yeah, work but, as a but creative if you hear business but tweet it, but if you hear people on the business end of these things use the word creative it's their n-word for us like it's maybe okay that was too far uh, yeah, I, work in, <laughs> I work in production we refer to creative kind of a lot it's just it's a distinction we make between yeah i think like, we're talking about a couple different production i, I i'm <laughs> saying like we're talking the, about different kinds of uses yeah. of creative. If you as call well. yourself a creative, that's a specific person. Kill yourself. Yeah, no. <laughs> that, a creative is a person who works Look, in business. Don't kill yourself, but solve the storm inside of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and if you can't, kill yourself. Yeah. yeah. I just well okay. So as a person with creative <laughs> I'm impulses, sorry. as a person <laughs> with creative impulses and creative desires, I think that that there's this constant tug of war within us oh, whereas yeah. uh, wanting to break from this social order that we reject or that or that tries us and challenges us and views us as lesser or as uh uh frightening especially as, if you want to have an audience for your yeah. stuff you, 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 but you there's this desire to pull away from that and to like be but then you do that and you lose you lose the thing that fuels that you know what mm-hmm. i mean like and that's when you get kind of crazy and, and you, you you start to develop things that maybe are unrelatable, and then that kind of like d- diffuses the whole reason for doing it. Yeah, the best work I think comes fr- well. Some of the best work comes from resolving the tension between being yourself and living in the world. Yeah, th- that's that's the whole. That's exactly what. It, that's the whole struggle to me. And and I think that that was the point of the, of what exactly what you're saying, Stephanie. Right. It's hard for me to take it as a purely empowerment song because like she's she's kind of wrong. Well, no, she's. <laughs> She's not wrong. I I just think that 
I take it as an empowerment song. I get what you're saying and why you... I mean, wrong probably isn't the right word. Like, in the context of the song, I think it's it's purely empowerment and it's right. Um, but then what happens later, you know what I mean? Like, what it well, leads her to. It sounds like there's a wish fulfillment dimension to it. Because like you're saying, like, every person who's ever felt like they're the outsider, mm-hmm. like they're the creative person that people don't get, everyone's wanted to do that. To just, like, go off into the mountains and build an ice palace and, like, say, mm-hmm. fuck you guys, look yeah, at the magnificent thing Mars. I have. <laughs> or go to Mars and build a giant clockwork crystal palace or whatever. <laughs> um, like, we've all had that impulse. And so it's really exhilarating to, like, kind of live vicariously through a person who's mm-hmm. doing that. But, yeah, ultimately, it's a really short-sighted thing to do yeah because at some point you have to go get groceries Mm -hmm. or something but it's also it's circumstantial too because you can see how her decision to do that was informed by her parents her father forbidding her from using the power and keeping it under wraps and like kind of walling her off from the rest of society for so long i mean literally walling her off literally yeah locking her in a room and saying don't use your powers and then that develops this anxiety about it and then the anxiety she can't overcome in society and she has to learn and the the same thing is seen in, in the sister character anna who because she was kept also kind of like kept away from society for so long the first dude she meets she falls in love with and is going to marry him. And I mean, that doesn't really work out. I don't know. I, yeah. I, you know, what you're talking about makes me think, and maybe it's just that we have comics on the brain today here on people we know, but, um, X-Men, um, <laughs> what you're talking about sounds a whole lot like how your intolerant parents treat a typical mutant in the X-Men universe. Uh-huh. So like, when it finally comes out, if professor X isn't there to say, Hey, it's okay. It's going to go over lash to, out and hurt some people. Yeah. You're going to go join Magneto and you're going to blow up a whole city with your crazy atomic bomb powers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then eventually Xavier is going to show up and be like, Hey, there's another way you can maybe calm the hell down and just make tiny bombs and use them to help people um, <laughs> yeah. or something. And then you're boom, boom. And you're one of the more forgettable X-Men characters at that point, actually. So <laughs> I like Boom Boom. She always was never really treated with the respect she deserved. She made little bombs. It's fun. Because her name is Boom Boom? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That can be. Well, you know, the thing to remember about a lot of the lame X Men names is these are like 15 year old kids coming up with code names for themselves. (laughs) So, like, really, how about you cut them a break? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's sort of like if, you know, if you'd asked me what my code name would have been at 15. It would have been real stupid. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, <laughs> I I would have come up with like some something like that is also the name of like a deep cut on a Scorpions album. <laughs> it would have been bad. Call me Iron Maiden. Uh, okay, what's your power? Uh, something to do with the sun. Why, why are you Iron Maiden? Because I love Iron Maiden, but you're not a maiden. I don't care. <laughs> Call me Deathwind, but with a Y. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what, what, uh, did you have a special character in the movie you related to? Oh, God, I don't know. Besides the snowman, or was it the snowman? <laughs> I mean, I do Olaf. feel like... No, I don't relate to the snowman. Um, I also see the snowman as a parallel to uh, Christianity. What are you talking about? Okay, check this out, right? Oh, Olaf Jesus the Christ. snowman... He lives in this delusion, right? He was created by... he, And his whole thing is that he wants... Every fucking week, Stephanie. He's Every the snowman, week. <laughs> he's the snowman who wants to see summer. He's a snowman that can't wait for summer to happen. Oh, but he, he doesn't, doesn't melt. When it, that's the he, saddest thing I've ever he heard. Does, yeah. Exactly. And, and he, he, doesn't he doesn't know. know. He doesn't know he that doesn't he would melt. know that that's what's going to happen. He has this whole song about, like, I can't wait to hang out on the beach and, and have a, a picnic and get a tan. And the character, Kristoff, uh, who's probably my favorite character in that the, is in a the waking nightmare yeah. of a character yeah. he says oh he says i'm gonna tell him <laughs> after the song's over he turns to anna and he's like i'm gonna tell him and she's like no you're not 
What yeah, is wrong with like you? Yeah, that seems like you. And that, to me, exactly. Kristoff is the atheist, the skeptic. Olaf is the Christian who believes in eternal life. And Kristoff huh. is the one that's going to say, hey, guess what? You're reading. You're going to die, and there is no afterlife. You doesn't matter who you. You can accept Summer into your heart, but he won't save you because it doesn't exist for you. You're going to die and be nothing. Yeah, except then he gets his own personal snowcloud. So well, that's but that's because Deus Ex Machina. That's because that's because <laughs> you just got Deus Ex no, Machina. No, no, no. Listen, no, because no. Uh, right. What's her name? <laughs> Elsa. Uh huh. The snow. The snow queen. Uh learns how to use her gift for society and uses it to help him to keep him alive. That's technology. So what you're saying so is going to live forever because of technology. Eventually someone's going to get power enough that they can build God for us. Yes. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what's that's what dude, that's what the, the fucking the singularity is gonna I've be. I've actually man. read about a group of people in I think it's Israel who are trying to do that with an artificial intelligence. Oh that's yeah. what it's gonna be, dude. They're trying the to build a supercomputer that that surpasses the singularity and then they're just gonna set it about um solving all of mankind's problems. At which point they said, Well isn't it effectively God at that point? Yeah. So yeah, we dude. should probably worship it. I robot. Oh, Jesus Christ. I robot. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. The the book though. Yeah, not oh. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's a totally yeah. different thing. Alan Tudyk was good in the movie, but it's uh yeah, you don't need to go there. Alan Tudyk is great on Justified right now. Oh really? I still haven't watched yeah. Justified. Anymore. Oh, he's on Justified. He left the purgatory for that. Huh? Yeah. Anyway, I well, guess you'll, I, see. <laughs> you'll see what happens. I yeah. guess I guess if I related to anybody in the movie it would be Anna. Yeah. Yeah. Because she feels alone, but mm-hmm. she's trying very hard to connect to people yeah. and i f- i feel like <laughs> oh <laughs> you ever gotten engaged to someone upon meeting them no <laughs> but you know my that's high school good. boyfriend did live with us so there's oh, that that's right <laughs> <laughs> my my boyfriend moved in with my family when i was 15 Ah, oh, you you have stories don't you it's so upsetting. you were uh darlene on yeah. roseanne mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> did, did, was was he johnny galecki Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so not he like, did okay for himself. Not now like figuratively, like actually, yes. He yeah, was so he's literally got, he's got two surgeons in the now. He's going to be fine. Yeah. You should look him up again. <laughs> yeah, no. I get back with Wait, that. Wait, is he up to something? <laughs> uh, did you have a favorite song in the movie? Um, I liked the Trolls song. Oh, uh, the Trolls liked... song was so good! There's because trolls? I, because I also, there's yeah, trolls. there's trolls. There. And the trolls they're are rocks, fucking they're awesome. They're rocks and then they unfold and they become, like they're little round rocks and then they unfold and become This trolls. seriously sounds like the most metal fucking Disney movie yeah. ever. Yeah, oh, there's a really it's, intense yeah. song right away about chopping ice. Yeah, the first image of the movie, by the way, is a saw cutting through ice at your face. Yeah. Sweet! It's pretty great. <laughs> um, yeah, but the troll song is great. I, I I agree that you can't change people. I like that they sing about that. Oh, God, I, I love that. Yeah. That's when I I'm like That's what their song is about? Yeah, it's about yeah. it's about uh, how is, everyone is a fixer upper, but you can't really change people, so just like try to live with your differences. Wow. Yeah, the whole yeah, it's it's all about Are we're you sure all this, broken. this this movie is called Frozen and not uncomfortable truth set to music? <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Like they, the movie handles the idea of true love a lot, this quote unquote capital T, capital L true yeah. love. Uh, which is a concept that in my later years has rubbed me wrong a lot. And um, and this movie, it kind of doesn't quite get to where I want it to be for children to learn about the real world. But that would just be way too dark. <laughs> so, but yeah. it goes halfway and it kind of gets to this, there's this whole, I don't want to reveal too much, but there's this big plot, there's this big narrative uh, twist toward the end that's that's so good that reveals like what, 
what true love actually is as opposed to this like bullshit romanticized concept it feels like this whole movie from what you guys are describing is disney's attempt to address every criticism that's been made about its animated movies precisely and that's the coolest thing ever it's really great it's like there it's it's disney's apology for being full of shit for so long (laughs) and don't get me wrong i love disney like i mean aside from you know walt (laughs) nazi sympathizing yeah uh but I, there's a lot of Disney stuff I really do dig and love, um, but this movie, it takes all of the flaws in those and just says, actually, and the song that the trolls sing, there's literally this line in it, uh, people don't really change. <laughs> That's a literal line. And then when wow. I heard that the first time I saw I was just like, holy fucking shit, are we telling kids the truth now? <laughs> 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 like, like, to have that in a children's movie, that's balls it's like this movie was written by your uncle on like christmas eve when he's like four whiskeys deep after after <laughs> a second divorce yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's decided you're 11 it's time to learn about the world <laughs> it's really great uh, he knows you have to listen to him because you're because he's an authority figure to you oh god yeah i mean olaf is definitely like no not olaf what's the, the fucking dude the what's who's the guy with the reindeer christoph christoph I love Kristoff. I no, look. I like him, but it just everybody's felt like, got these oh, yeah, wonderful is, Nordic names. I love yeah, this. <laughs> this is like Sven. every pathetic dog walking comic who has a beautiful, successful girlfriend. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> he's such a good guy, though. Yeah, look, he's got a good heart, but he's a good guy. He's resourceful. He knows the world. That that scene where that where they go to the ice palace. And he sees it, and he's just like, this is ice. This is the thing I love. And she's like, yeah, but you can't come in. And he's like, but this is the thing I love. Like, this is my life is ice. This is this is like if I was, I don't know, if I liked to play guitar, and you were taking me to fucking, I don't know, Jimi Hendrix's house. And I, you're, you're saying don't this let me in. This moment did not have that much power in the movie. I think that Kristoff <laughs> is going to end up. This is a throwaway moment. I think Kristoff is going to end up with Elsa at the end. What? Yeah, because she's the one that creates the ice, and he's obsessed with ice. You're crazy. They're going to get together. No, yeah. I think so. No, no. Or maybe no. everybody's just going to self-actualize on their own and stay single. He's going to get together That's... with Anna, and she's going to push him around a little bit. It would be good for him. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> She's a great character. She is a great character. Oh, I'm excited. I really want to see you guys. See you guys. It's fucking, you guys. You guys have got me pretty pumped to see Frozen. Excellent. Yeah, I went and saw it by myself New Year's Day. Just you're just a big old feeling. At night. That is what and you then, Wait, and then we saw it on Valentine's Day. We saw it on Valentine's Day. <laughs> so this is how you celebrate holidays now. Yeah, it's just going to be that President's Day is coming up, Fourth uh, of July. <laughs> and there was a Fandango ad before the movie that was like. Hey, ladies, do you know where to meet Prince Charming? And then Andy said out loud, the fucking graveyard. <laughs> yeah. And, and Were there the children theater, in that? Yeah. Oh, God, there yeah, were a lot was, of children. It was, it was the afternoon. Yeah. And I said it out loud and then immediately oh was like, oh, I God, said that Andy. real loud. <laughs> well, hey, I got him in the mood. I got. I set the tone for That's what it. they were you about to You are hereby see. confined to the internet <laughs> forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I can reach more children that way. Oh. <laughs> 
That sounded. That's not how I meant that. I like halfway. It, hey, came, buddy, it started just coming a, out of my mouth. I'm and a slightly older kid sounded. from the next town over. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Want to see some magazines I found in the woods? <laughs> <laughs> Kids don't need woods porn anymore. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh god. They're all just. T- How about you take a selfie and text it to me? Okay. Like oh god. We're all on a watch list now. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Frozen. See it. Uh, you liked it. Yes. What would you grade it if you were to give it a grade? A minus. Take it. I I thought some of the lyrics could have used some work. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And there was there was a few things that I thought were a little meh. Yeah. In it in general, but. Uh, so here's what we're gonna do. Do you play drums, Stephanie? Can you learn? I I I know a drum beat. Great, good. You're my, right. my buddy so, Ryan De La Garza taught me a drum beat. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna need you uh, to play bass. I'm gonna play guitar. You're gonna play drums, and yep. we're gonna make a Norwegian black metal cover album yes. of all the songs from Frozen. <gasps> Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah. That'd be great. We're can gonna we wear get... corpse paint? Yeah, we can totally wear corpse can paint. We burn down a church. <laughs> yeah. We could burn down all the churches, Andy. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> now we're on a list. <laughs> now, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Mm, church burning. Not really <laughs> smiled upon in America. Nope. No. Nope, or nope. anywhere, really. Actually, yeah. Even in Norway, you get in trouble for that. No one, yeah, no one no one in Norway is like coming upon a burned down church and going, Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Just going about their day. Well, now, which one of us is going to commit suicide, and which one of us is going to take that person's brains and cook them? Oh man, God! I mean, I okay. So I would, if I was going to guess which one of us would commit suicide, obviously it would be you, Andy. Yeah, because oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, for sure. But if I was going to guess which one of us would eat someone's brains of someone who had committed suicide, it would also be you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to guess that I will commit suicide, and you'll eat my brains. No, or you could, <laughs> you could Ray Liotta and Hannibal yourself. And like, just oh, get shit. in there yeah. and cook your own brains, and just hand those out to us. That'd be an that'd be an afternoon right there. <laughs> Tuesday, yeah, it'd be a Tuesday I mean, afternoon. I, I don't know how how handy you are in a kitchen, Stephanie. I'd wager just statistically, I mean, I'm a pretty good cook. If you're gonna hand your brains to somebody, I can prepare them expertly. Like, if you want to be delicious, <laughs> I'm the guy to come to. I don't know, I mean, man. Andy's I'm really, really good, good at tofu. At, I'm really good at tofu. I can season the fuck out of some tofu, so I'm pretty sure I can make brains taste. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's let's cook it's up your... the same consistency. Let's cook up your yeah. sweet meats and gain your power, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we start a conversation about the movie Frozen, a Disney movie, and it ends in brain eating. Oh, yeah. I did bring it up, though. So That it's, was, that's that was all you, man. That's on me. Though you brought up Norwegian black metal, and really, if someone brings up Norwegian black metal, You're the conversation is going to turn to brain eating. That's how yeah. that's going to go. Yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. You want you mm-hmm. want you want to talk? Oh, about we got the- we get we get a, we get to talk to uh, Phil Gould next. Yeah, about Silver Surfer. I want to hear you talk about the Silver Surfer. That's my little song about that. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Was there a in Doug? Did Skeeter have a Silver Skeeter? Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. I just, I just what? got really excited. Yeah. Remember how Doug had Quail Man? Yeah. There was a there was an episode where they were gonna draw a comic together and there were Quail Man and Silver Skeeter. I remember that, but I don't remember Silver Skeeter. Wait, did he have a weird helmet? He yeah. did. Okay. Yeah, I think I remember that now. I mean he was pretty much Silver Surfer, but Skeeter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was it. Like there there was not a whole lot of thought put into it. No, Quailman's a much more original character. Oh yeah, no, Quailman just goes to show you. Quailman's got depth for days. Skeeter's the guy that that puts on a big show of being weird, but when yeah. you get down to it, he's just a normal inside. Doug, 
quiet, soft spoken. Got his Dylan got Farnham a whole collection. Lot of imagination. Dylan Farnham. <laughs> yeah. I really liked that show when I was a kid. Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's go talk to uh, Phil Gould about Silver Surfer. Yeah, I tried to make sp- spooky noises. <laughs> that so, one sounds like a door creak. So glad I could be here. For I had this. a, uh, I had a, I had a tape that was like, uh, you know, those Halloween sound effects tapes. Yeah. You used to like the kind you keep in your car. Yeah. What? You used to keep one in your car? No, like the kind you keep in your car. <laughs> the last time I was out here, you had a giant. You had like a fifty stack thing of CDs, and you were like, "Oh, that one's mostly Halloween music." Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean like the ones that were sound effects. It was yeah, that were solely yes, sound effects, yes. like haunted house noises. And then you you know you'd play them in a tape recorder yeah. for trick or treaters or whatever. Oh, we all know what you're talking about. Okay, I had one of those as a kid, and then I decided that when I was a kid. Uh, that there weren't enough <clears throat> noises that I wanted on it, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I took it. I took like a. I took like my play school, you know, tape recorder yeah. or whatever, and I put it in there. And I went outside and like I did a bunch of foley work <laughs> and wow. recorded. I recorded over the tape <laughs> with my own Halloween noises. I took Wait, a. Ch- my, I took a bike chain. My youth was wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I beat a bike chain against a rain gutter. Yeah. I, uh, I made screaming murder noises. Uh, <laughs> at one point, I, I played a ghost that was uh, coming for revenge of some sort. I don't. Wait, did you have like the little play school you... like thing with the carrying yeah, handle the brown and the one. microphone? Uh, <gasps> yeah, I had that too. No, mine didn't have a microphone oh. attached to it. It had a microphone built into it. Did you have uh, a co-conspirator in this? Is my question, or just you? I just think you I alone. probably made my brother make some noises. I probably uh, like. Okay tortured him to make him cry or something you have a younger sibling so these flights of fancy like you had an automatic accomplice oh yeah yeah, like had to be there oh yeah he's he's dude if you're if if i tried to convince my older brother to do these things he would have been like go fuck yourself i don't know how it is now but at least in the 80s if you were a little boy and you had a little sibling they were your igor you were a mad scientist and they were your igor and that's how it worked yeah we made my brother and i made a lot of potions (laughs) <laughs> Wait, what? You know, bro- you like go into the bathroom. At my brother's behest, and- I created life. <laughs> go into the bathroom? Do you like piss in a cup and make him drink it? No, no, no. You like mix shaving cream and mouthwash and whatever. Dare each other to drink it. Oh, see what you can make foam. I didn't quite do that. So wait, are we recording? Are we? Are we going to talk about the Silver Surfer? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Uh, eager to get to it. Uh, I'm excited about the Silver Surfer. Hi, friends. Uh, welcome back to another one of these. Uh, we have a special guest. Ho- well, I probably we have a special guest host today. Uh, Leah Leah's out of town, so we have a guest host today. Uh, Stephanie Haas from Chicago. Say hi. Hi. Were you debating how special I am? Is that what? Oh, no, I, oh God. <laughs> no, I was just, I, I was, I was trying to, don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she's, uh, you may remember her from the uh, episode we did with, about Peggy Olson from Mad Men. She was our guest for that. And now she's uh, mm-hmm. guest co-hosting today, uh, which is cool. Moving up yeah. in the world. Oh yeah. I got donuts this time. It's great. 
I got a note from John. It says, uh, this is going great already. <laughs> <laughs> Say hi, John. Hey! <laughs> John Veron, guys, our uh, engineer, producer, and uh, fucking everything. Our everything. Our light, our truth, our way. Um, our guest today is Phil Gould, uh, stand-up comic. Uh, had a, uh, You got a podcast? Uh, yeah, it's, it's currently dormant, but... Uh, Time Travel, the podcast, is available on uh, iTunes. You can catch up on the first three episodes. Fourth one will be forthcoming. It's a scripted <laughs> podcast. Now, the fourth one exists. We just never posted it. What about the fifth one? Will that be fifth coming? Uh, the fifth one The fifth one is Boom. recorded. We just didn't put it together. <laughs> and yes, it will be fifth coming. It will all be, it'll all be coming. John, I'm coming God, right now. For all of you in Radio Land, John Buren just flipped off Andy Sill from behind his head. It was a hilarious bit of physical comedy because Andy Sill was not able to see it. Yeah, this is, this is why... That's we, why it was funny. We've just discussed this a few times. This is why we have this arrangement is so that I can't see... Any of the fucking faces that John makes at me in response. He gets so angry with me sometimes back there, uh, and everyone else can see it, and I don't have to put up with it. Uh, it's great. <laughs> um, so, are you? So, uh, you also host uh, the open mics at Hollywood Hotel Wednesdays yeah, and Fridays? Don't tell people that. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I do. Yes, I do. I host the. Uh, I, I, I host the second half of those along with uh, Gene Steichen does oh, the first God, half. Gene. Gene is a. Uh, <laughs> What do you say about Gene? God, Gene. Gene is made of magic. Gene is the, if you're familiar with the Fruit of the Loom commercials uh, featuring the gentleman wearing vegetable matter. Fruit. Pretending fruit matter, fruit I guess. Ex- they're supposed to be fruitses, but it's then fruit Gene. fruit of the Loom, not vegetable of yeah, the Yeah, except Gene is a leaf. Yeah, Gene, Gene is, is a fig not, leaf. like, he's not a oh. fruit. I'm not uh, allowed to, like, authoritatively pound on the table. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gene is a, he's a pixie of a man. He's, Gene's there's my something, favorite. I don't mean I, I get how that sounded. Uh, think about it, but uh, yeah, he's he's made a stardust. I think more so yeah. than anyone else. No, he's he's you know. he's such a fucking weirdo. Did yeah. I talk to him about the Cubs once? I would yeah, not be surprised. I, almost definitely, he's an okay. enthusiast yeah. for sport. He knows every. He knows the mascot of every college well, in, also, in the country. He has crazy total recall. Like he will remember every weird detail you ever mentioned about yeah. your life, and then and he'll bring it back then, to you. Yeah, but then he'll lie about it. Yeah, yeah, and then he'll. He's make never. Up lies I don't also. think he's ever once introduced me with an actual fact about me. Every time he introduces me on stage, he does these like really long stories, and like none of them are true. Yeah, no, he does that. <laughs> he does that with me as well. Well, with me, it's like a joke because I've led a long and interesting life. But yeah, no, it's, it's yeah. really. I have. I'm. I'm. I'm so interesting. So <laughs> people are always saying. So you are. You're. You might. One might say that you are a uh, a sentinel of the spaceways. <laughs> <laughs> one might. One might call me. Uh, yeah, a herald. Not of. I'm not really a herald of Galactus or of anyone. What, a restless, are you, you're a restless. I feel like you're trying to transition into something. You're a restless, streaking stranger from the farthest reach of space, a glistening, <laughs> gleaming seeker of truth, who man shall forevermore call Phil Gould. <laughs> I, I'm only glistening and gleaming at the moment because it's very warm in here. It is. It is pretty yeah. warm. Um, that's podcast land, yeah, man. Podcast. You always got to turn the AC off, and then uh, yeah. we sweat the we sweat the secrets out of you. Yeah, certainly. Uh, so are you? So you let, tell us about the character you chose today. I chose the uh, the Silver Surfer, the Skyrider of the Spaceways, um, aka Norin Rad. Norin Rad, yeah. best name ever. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about this. Like all the names that are directly associated with Norin Rad look way better in text than they sound when you say them out loud. Oh, God, yeah. Shalabal? Like, yeah, what his the girlfriend fuck is, is Shalabal. But it looks great when you see it written. Uh, and Zen La, he lives on. <laughs> How do you say Zen La with a straight face? No, the Silver Surfer uh, 
is my my absolute favorite comic book character for a lot of weird reasons, and to fully describe it would take the whole podcast. But um, oh Jesus, yeah, no, I like I have so many thoughts. That's imposing. That's I've been scary because if you're not <laughs> seeing this right, you're not seeing this right now. If you're listening, yeah, uh, Phil Gould is a is a is a tall drink of water. Oh yeah. Uh, he's always got the Vince Vaughn from Psycho Five O'clock Shadow on his face. He's always got the like. He's, you get. A, I'm not gonna say Neanderthal, but you get a prominent brow. Yeah, I'm just gonna true. make you feel bad about every part of your body please, right please. now. And that, well, another comic yesterday, like uh, what's his name, Angel something or other, um, was just like spent like five minutes complimenting everybody and went on at some length about my virtues. So it's good to have someone bring me back down. <laughs> Oh, but I love you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Call you are hairy, though. I am. Like, I'm it's your suit. Jesus oh my. Christ. Yeah, yeah. You have to shave your neck because your chest hair goes up to your neck. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Anyway, yeah, regarding the Silver Surfer, though, <laughs> the, uh, the Silver Surfer's, it's, well, it's, uh, the Silver Surfer's interesting for a lot of reasons. Sorry, I just, I just transitioned really awkwardly because no, I have a lot I like to it. say on this subject. I, I like that. We have a limited time. No, we do. Okay. Yeah, so it's good. Me. No, it's good. good. We, right. You're going to keep me from bad dadding. Good. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, comedy dad. Um, the uh, the his his whole deal. He was created originally as just like this angelic being by Jack Kirby in a Fantastic yeah. Four issue. He was supposed to just more or less be a one off character. Well, Stan Lee um, says he didn't know that Jack Kirby was created. Yeah, no, that's he the other. Him, that's the other funny thing. Well, yeah. uh, the, the the okay, we'll go farther back. The, um, <laughs> the probably it's, I'm just gonna yeah. The the probably apocryphal story is that. Um, like the, the, the Marvel writing process in the 60s was that the writer would send an outline, I'm doing air quotes, to uh, the artist. And the writer at this point was usually Stan Lee because he was writing like two dozen books at the same time. Uh-huh. And so supposedly the outline for um, what's maybe the best Fantastic Four story ever that introduces the Silver Surfer. With the Galactus. Um, was, yeah, with Galactus was just the Fantastic Four should fight God. Was the only outline yeah. It's his mighty Marvel method. Okay, That's, good. Uh, the Marty Mar-, Mar the mighty the Marty McFly. <laughs> the mighty mighty boss tones. Yeah. <laughs> no, but so the idea is that, that so for this Fantastic Four issue, Stan Lee just wrote the Fantastic Four should fight God, and Jack Kirby turned that into a three issue arc, uh starting out with the Silver Surfer appearing to tell the world that Galactus is coming and fucks it up a little bit. Galactus comes, and the story works out in ways that I may describe later. But what wound up <laughs> happening is that the uh the 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 Silver Surfer's so cool. Stan Lee made him into like his own series, and then gave him this backstory. Um, so there's there's an argument to be made that this backstory is kind of dumb, and that it'd be more interesting if he was just this like angelic being. Uh, I like know, the backstory, but the no, backstory, I love no, that's the thing. The backstory is what I love about him. It's sort of Supermanish. It's sort of yeah, well, Kryptonian. It's, Wait, it's, so Galactus is God? Yeah, sort okay. of. No, Galactus is. He's there are not, many gods in the Marvel universe, yeah, but he's Galactus one of them. Galactus is a he's a cosmic entity, a who being eats planets. who eats planets, and so basically, he's the way the way that he looks at planets and he, and and all life on planets is the same way that we look, at, the same way that like most people look at. Uh, animals you know he's very he's lovecraftian you're, in that way you're there to that be we, we can't grasp him yeah he has no there's no morality to it there's no we it's 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 ridiculous for us to judge him ethically or morally because it's just his nourishment yeah, like, like and we can't we can't comprehend the way that he sees the universe it's yeah. like there there's the way that it's described later it on is the very 90s lovecraftian is that, yeah. yeah it is it was well, that there are like two opposing forces in the universe life and death that are each personified by goofy characters <laughs> and in the middle is galactus also kind of a goofy looking character. But so the, the backstory that gets created for the Silver Surfer when he gets his own book is that Galactus was coming to eat his home planet of Zenla. Again, looks way better written than it sounds when you say it out loud. 
and uh, Norrin Rad was the only Zenlavian. Um, that's canon. That's how they. That's, that's what they call themselves. Um, he's the only a Zen, racist. Yeah, I don't know bit. why. <laughs> he's the only Zenlavian who uh, who had like the courage and the the chutzpah to get into their one spaceship and go try and stop Galactus. Um, and Galactus is so impressed by his gumption in doing this that he says, "Okay, I'll spare your planet, but you're going to become my dude." Imbues him with the power cosmic, which makes him silver yeah. and gives him the board. And uh, and like the deal is that that the Silver Surfer. Uh, whose real name, by the way, is Norrin Rad, Norrin Rad, which is also a dumb-sounding name. Oh, it's so great, he, uh, though. Rad. Yeah, I love it. His he's last rad. name is Rad. Yeah, he's Rad, and he's a cool surfer. Yeah, and he's a cool yeah. surfer. <laughs> totally. the, there's always a tension with the Silver Surfer about like how dumb he sounds when you describe him, and how awesome he looks when you see a picture of him. Anyway, yeah. Um, so no, seriously, like it's really. Why Do you have he a got lot his... of pictures of him hanging up? Oh yeah, all I the mean, time. you're wearing a Silver Surfer T-shirt. This right is now. the only. This no, this is one of very few comic book T-shirts I have. Um. No, but so the reason why I identify with the Silver Surfer is that like what winds up happening is when he he's he, he's he's Galactus's herald. He makes a decision that Galactus shouldn't eat planets with people on them anymore, and so he cruises around and like finds planets that are people free for a while. Then he then gets he tired of doing that because yeah. he's like he's living thousands of years. And he just gets like gets gets bored with that and just starts grabbing any planet. Um, until he comes to Earth and the Thing's girlfriend, uh, Alicia, Alicia Masters. Masters, convinces him that people are worth not eating. And so he helps after to... After he so throws a temper tantrum. Yeah, yeah. After he's like, why do you... You're blind. Why do you have posters? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so he... Um, right. You lost <laughs> Which my I train of thought. Loved, I always loved that. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't aside. make any sense. You're crazy. Yeah. Now, so he... Um, so Galactus in... So he then helps the Fantastic Four fight off Galactus, sort of, or rather politely convinced Galactus to leave is what happens. Um, and uh, in punishment for this, Galactus imprisons him on the planet Earth. This is the roundabout way of going to say why I care about the Silver Surfer. I'm coming to it, I promise. Um, so what happens in, in the Silver Surfer's series is he's, for the longest time, he's stuck on Earth. He can't go back to Zen La. He can't see his girlfriend, Shalabal, and he's just pining for her. And he's just like, he's well, always whole... going to be this crazy alien guy because yeah. he's silver. He can kind of... Like, he can sort of wander around in people land briefly if he wears a trench coat and a fedora, but eventually somebody like bumps into Like a ninja turtle. Him. No, yeah, well, it happens, like, weirdly often. And the thing, the thing He's does like, that, too. There's an issue where he, like, he tries to experience going on the subway, and, like, with Why, hilarious bro? Results. You got a yeah. surfboard. You got a, you got a flying surfboard. I don't know. <laughs> um, but so what he sort of becomes, if you look at comic book characters as, you know, as folklore and as mythology, he becomes kind of the, the patron saints, for me at least, of the new kid at school. That like he's always wishing he was back home. Yeah, he's never going to be a part of this community. He can kind of well, feel it a little bit, but for the most part, he's just like going to be this guy cruising up above everyone, sort of looking down. Yeah, and I and if I can get autobiographical, I moved around <laughs> a lot as a kid. Yeah, and uh, it's it's something that perpetual new kid. Yeah, perpetual new kid basically. Um, and so, but it's something that uh, that Grant Morrison talks about a lot. Other comic book writer, if anyone's uninitiated. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the way that the way that comic book heroes kind of operate is the problems that they have are our problems, but they're the way that they actually feel. Because like if I say perpetual new kid, it's like that sounds like a cliche, but the way that it feels it's is bigger. like you've been yeah. stranded on this weird planet where you're an alien and you can never go home again. Yeah. No, exactly. That's exactly why that, that, so it, that's why I consider the Silver Surfer sort of my especially as a kid there. that feels huge. I've been yeah. a new kid in a few schools. Uh, I know what that's like. Yeah. Um, and this, this, can we can we hold hands? <laughs> do you want to have a moment? Uh, I feel so much better. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, well, you, the thing, too, is that the silver, Doran Rat has this, like, wanderlust, too. He's yeah. got this idea where, like, he, he, he the whole reason that, um, he even stands up to Galactus. And, no, well, he's, he's, the he's, one the, that, he's the only Zenlavian. Everybody else is like, it's like a utopia, but it's fallen into kind of um, well, it's, lethargy. Like, yeah. they don't, they don't everything's perfect. They have the, they have the rolling, the conveyor belt streets and shit. Yeah, yeah. And he, uh, Eloy. Yeah, they're like the Eloy from, uh, from, from the time machine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not the, not the other ones. The Morlocks. The Morlocks. Yeah. Um, Jigs again. <laughs> no, he, my dick. He's, okay. he's, he's, yeah, he, he doesn't want. <laughs> God, that was a reference to a tweet. <laughs> I'm just gonna scoop up all these fallen dicks. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> he's he's he, he's unhappy there. He's restless. Yeah, no, and, he, and when when Galactus is like, hey, uh, we're gonna, I'm gonna eat your planet. No, it's Norrin Rad, right? That that comes up with the idea of like, hey, I'll help you out here, like. It's sort of like a Hollywood story, right? It's sort of like the like the kid who gets who like goes to like you know the old story goes to like the the exec at Warner Brothers' office and says, "Hey, you need an assistant. I'll be a kid. I dropped out of school. I'll get you coffee." And then becomes you know whatever. Yeah, well, it's kind of a. I mean, it's there's a thing where where he's the only guy who's willing to hop into a spaceship on Zen La. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'd have to. I actually, I have well, he's every so obsessed issue on with my tablet spa- here. I don't understand I'm that either. I'm not sure whether he um, with Zen La, the whole like the space exploration thing. They did it for a long time, and then they just got bored with it. Yeah, they were just like, like eh, what's the point? We're done. Yeah, no, we're everything's fine. We're good on Zen La. We don't else. <laughs> I don't understand that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's well, sort it's, of like I understand why it is here. We just don't have the money for it anymore. Right. Whereas Zen La apparently has limitless re- limitless resources. Yeah, he. Um, I don't know. I I just it, it's interesting to me that that's how you identify. Now, when did you start reading? Oh well, that's also part of it. When I was a kid, I was. Were you a um, kid when you when you discovered? Yeah. Well, what happened was I was I was living in uh, in Italy. Um, I lived in Italy for like three years when I was a kid. I'm really interesting. I'm just a really interesting person, ever and handsome. Um, I lived in Italy, and uh, it was kind of in a way, in some ways, it was great, and I'm really glad I did. And like, I wouldn't certainly be as interesting if I I hadn't. But at the time, it was like miserable because I was, you know, a, um, a little kid and like nobody spoke English. And this is before you didn't speak uh, Italian. I did eventually. <laughs> I learned, <laughs> believe it or not. But even still, like I never, I never became. I've never been able to like think in Italian. So there's always this kind of alien attitude. Oh uh, yeah. Um, and my cousin was working at a comic book shop in Pasadena, I think probably Pasadena, and sent my brother and I uh, just like a care package of a crate of comics. That were either he was really into like cosmic stuff or um, nobody was, and these were just the cast offs of the comic book shop. But uh, it was were all they, like, were they the Jim Starlin ones? Yeah, or? there was. It was kind of a weird like smattering. There was there were there were only a couple of Silver Surfer. It was more. Uh, there was a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy uh-huh. from that era, and some other like weird stuff that I haven't heard of before or since. Like there was a Thor story that took place in the future. Whereas, like, future Donald Blake turns into future Thor. Um, and, like, other stuff that was kind of, like, compelling and it lives in my brain, but I could not find well, it. Well, that's got to be huge, too. Yeah. Living, so, in, a, living yeah. in a foreign country and having someone send you something that's in your native language. Yeah, no, that was... That's got to be huge. That was, that was... And there was... Like, now, if you go to Florence, there's all sorts of opportunities to be amused in English. But yeah. at the time, it had not turned into, like, the student Disneyland it is now. There was no television. <laughs> I know that's what Florence is. It's all American students like getting drunk. Um, that the uh, yeah, but they're so interesting. Oh when yeah, they get no, back. they're really interesting. When they get back and they, I mean, oh. yeah, they have a they have a they have a word they can they can have a phrase they can say for the rest of their lives to everyone in every conversation, which yeah. is well, when I was in Italy, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and I I love those people. I don't resent them. Uh, <laughs> no, it's so um, they'll be first against the wall when I'm in charge. Yeah, they, sure. <laughs> just a, a, for those of you who are not watching at the moment, um, for, the, for the listening audience, who I assume is larger than just the four of us, uh, Andy, Sill, and John Fearon just fist pump, fist bumped. On the idea My of uh, is all over today. On the idea of uh, executions yep. <laughs> for people who, yeah. Who think that going to a foreign country makes them more interesting than everyone else. Right. Sorry. Well, I mean, I think it does, but you have to do it when you're like a super young kid. It can't be like Florence Disneyland. Anyway. Yeah, no. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I am interesting. You are Shut interesting. Shut up. I'm fucking interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but so that was like, it. I, and I think only having a limited number of Silver Surfer made it, made me, you know, identify with him even more in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, which and what do you remember the storylines? It was they were? somewhere like right in the middle. I was uh, I, in preparation for this. I was rereading a lot of these from the era, and I couldn't find the was exact this, ones. Was this pre or post Infinity Gauntlet? Uh, I believe it was. I believe it was post. I think it was like the the coming into the return of Thanos. Okay, what um, year was this that you were? I well, I was. I, I lived there for a number of years, and they were all kind of separated. Um, and so, <laughs> wait, wait. no, like, well, because my mom's a medieval historian, so she'd go on sabbatical for a year. Oh. And so I was there when I was in second grade, which would have been, here's how young I am, uh, like 1993. Wow. And then uh, again in sixth, which would have been 1999, but this was not when I was reading these, I don't think, because that would have been different. Yeah. Okay. Did you go to an American school while you were there? No, I went to an Italian school. Wow. Which is why it was, you know. Some, oh, God. Some... So you really were like the Silver yeah. Surfer. Like, you didn't understand anybody then. No, I had, I had no clue. Like, I in sixth grade, there was another... Um, well, it, it, in first grade, there was a Canadian kid who also went to this school. Did um, you make friends with yeah. a, a Hulk kid? What? Hulk? <laughs> no. But that you would, I, I, that I you would like, team no, up doc, with and then would later Strange, turn on you? Hulk. Okay. Yeah. I, did I, you have I, a defender's I, team? Being, I'm, I'm like, that's the other thing about the Silver Surfer. He is just like painfully naive all the time. Every Silver yeah. Surfer story is about how fucking naive this millennia old being is. He's just like he's just constantly getting tricked into. Well, he's also he's from a utopia. And, like, I, yeah, but he's been cruising the spaceways for thousands of years as like yeah. herald to a guy who eats planets. You think he'd wise up that, to like, the to the dark side? <laughs> yeah, that maybe not everybody has the purest of intentions, and they're like, hey, let me borrow your board real quick. <laughs> sure, Doctor Doom. Why not? Did you have a? Were you? Because the whole thing with Silver Server Two is that he was, in, he was imprisoned on Earth, right? By this barrier that Galactus sets up, yeah. yeah. And uh, the stupidest way ever is how he got out of it. Well, he gets out like a number of times <laughs> yeah. in different ways, yeah. And like finally, the the barrier just gets like taken down because Galactus forgives him. Mm-hmm. I think when uh, right around when um, the the eighties restart happened. Is when was uh, well? It's it's like there was the the initial series in the sixties. Is that when John like Byrne 18, did it? No, and then it, it, there was no, a, not the sixties, the eighties one. Um, I could look this up. Uh, it <laughs> no, it's a, it's <laughs> Steve something or other. Um, Steve Englehart. Englehart, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I think when that happens is like he somehow the Silver Surfer manages to make it to Zen La and then like goes and helps out Galactus with one of his problems. He's always you know. Like, he's not really Galactus' herald, but he pops in to, like, help him out with stuff. Well, doesn't occasion. it turn out later that Zen Law was just a... Ju- like? No, Zen Law, Zen Law existed. What happens is... No, um, that he, no Zen Law was destroyed. Yeah, no, it's, there's a whole thing that, like, Zen Law is destroyed by Mephisto, the devil in Marvel Universe land. 
<laughs> who like the devil it's it's a funny thing that like the silver surfer is way too powerful for the marvel universe he is just, like, I was nobody reading, can beat him his powers are insane and, and they're it's just like he can do anything He's, then how did he how is there a barrier at all like he can <laughs> change time well because galactus is the one being who's more powerful than him yeah except for the in-betweener who's uh, again dumb name um all those cosmic guys yeah, all are those great cosmic guys are, in between are the living living tribunal yeah. uh chaos order yeah, yeah. uh the watcher yeah. I love all those guys. Thanos. <laughs> um, Thanos, for sure. I love Thanos. Thanos is probably... He's one of my favorite villains. Yeah, he's uh, good. In anything. And he's he's just in love with death. Yeah. But uh, no, it's like he... Mephisto um, essentially kills Zen La to piss the Silver Surfer off, because that's all Mephisto has to do with his time, apparently. Um, and then uh, the Silver Surfer goes and like everybody hates him because he is responsible for the death of Zen La. Everybody was evacuated, though, so it's all fine. But then he, uh, the Silver Surfer imbues his old girlfriend, Shalabal, with uh, cosmic, you know, with the power cosmic some way and fires her back at Zen La like a bullet and she revitalizes it. That Like the life comes back. So basically he brought cosmic. back an entire planet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yet still Dr. Doom yet, was able to bring him to his knees a yeah. number of times. <laughs> How does anybody hurt this dude ever? Yeah. Like, No, but so that's his, but it's it's actually. He it's, has the Genesis project right. from <laughs> Star Trek like, and 3. It didn't, like, it didn't even wear him out. Like He was just like, uh, you go do that. I'm doing this. It's, so why uh, does he need a surfboard? Well, it, why the can't surfboard he just fly? Is, a, it that secretly looks awesome. But this is this is the tension, like I yeah, say, this, about the Silver Surfer. The whole thing about the Silver Surfer that, is really is really silly. Well, but he he looks awesome. I mean, he look does, at this artwork. <laughs> like it's it's there's something about the image of this like lone figure in space <clears throat> yeah. on like this board. It's just like there. It's it's so compelling. Think, does he have to? Is it a physical object? Because it's yeah. metal. <laughs> That's what John says. Because it's metal. Because it's, like, it's metal. So does he have to carry this surfboard around? I, well, it, it flies. I mean, it, it, no, I mean, like if he fl- no, lands he also, on a planet. No, because he also—it's one of one of the the two iconic images of the Silver Surfer are of him standing somewhere with his hand outstretched, going to me, my board, to me, my board. And then yeah. the other one is him. Um, it, 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 he happens like over and over again because he's so like hard to fight. Um, where it's him kneeling on his board with his hands raised in the air, going my mind, because people are always attacking his mind. It's his only weak point, apparently. <laughs> he now the, in the surfboard, he can. Uh... I mean, he can transmute all energy. Yeah, no, he's 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 pretty godlike. Yeah, but the sur- the thing about the surfboard is, I think you have to be a surfer to understand. Maybe like you, I've never surfed in my life. I've always wanted to. Yeah, no, me neither. But I, I find something so compelling about that image. It's, as long as I don't think it, about it too hard. Because ha- the thing is, it happened. In the, it's, it's a product of the '60s. Yeah, it's 1965 when Kirby created this character, and so surfing. What I mean, it was right on that precipice between. To me, the Silver Surfer very much represents everything about the 60s, <laughs> to a degree. Um, because it was right on that precipice in 65 when, the when you know, early 60s met late 60s when Beach Boys became Hendrix. You know what You're I mean? You're talking about like, that Beatles Vietnam thing the going Beatles on? Vietnam. Well, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. That it's like a combination of this like goofy, good-natured, like, eh, let's go surfing now thing. But then it's yeah. also this like psychedelic... Exactly, cosmic, it's like, it's psychedelic. There's there's a, there's a strong social consciousness to this character. Right. I mean, in a lot of ways, that Silver Surfer series that then Stan Lee started writing. Yeah, it's all about, People have like, referred to it as Stan's soapbox. Like that was yeah. his opportunity to be like, here's all the injustice I see in the world, and here's the character I'm going to use to address it. Yeah. Well, and that's that's sort of that's the Silver Surfer's whole thing yeah. is that he just like cruises around. There's kind of going, a like, this place is so beautiful. Why are these people so awful? Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> like, his whole why are, thing. Why can't we be better? He's like, guys, uh, you you're 
one, you're all the same species. Uh, two, this planet has a lot of great shit in it. Yeah. Uh, knock it off. Like he's the outsider. You know what I mean? He's right. the he's the outsider coming in and and saying, "Hey, come on, people, now smile, <laughs> smile on your brother. Smile on your brother. Everybody, <laughs> get together. Yeah, try to love one another." <laughs> Right, right now. now. Right, right now. And Galactus is the military industrial complex? Yeah. <laughs> no, Galact- what is Galactus in this metaphor? I don't even know. Yeah, Galactus is. Galactus, Galactus is, is the so far beyond everything. Uh, yeah. like he, Galactus isn't even part of our, you know. But the, but the Silver Surfer himself is outside of the Galact- Galactus. Uh, <laughs> Galactus is the. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's the spirit of imperialism. He's the he is the march. He actually is the spirit of imperialism. Yeah. Right. He really is. Good he one. really is because he only he just exists. Pops in and eats stuff. He only exists to spread out and consume. Yeah. Um, which but is, he's uh, although according to like later on they spend a lot of time talking about how he's necessary. So yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe oh not. man, the whole Earth X thing. Yeah. How like turning away Galactus from the Earth had all these like huge consequences for the rest of the universe. Oh fucking cool. Yeah. Wait, um, so Galactus should have eaten Earth? Yeah, Galactus. Uh, from, uh, yeah, if you look at it from a wider perspective, Galactus is like Galactus <laughs> is a shark. You got to think of him like a shark in the ocean. He keeps the ecosystem in balance, and you kill off all that. Then the ecosystem goes out of balance. Oh, plus he's been um, like they they talk about this in the the '90s stuff a little bit. He apparently is the only thing around that actually predates the universe. That like Galactus was there before the Big Bang, which they have another like goofy comic book name for. That's essentially I can't remember what it is, but it's synonyms for Big and Bang. It's like the giant, <laughs> the giant explosion. He must have been starving. Yeah. No, well, I mean, he he. We don't know what was around before then, but Galactus does. But he's not. He's not telling. <laughs> he's like guys, you wouldn't understand. You weren't yeah. there. <laughs> Just like Vietnam. Uh, but yeah. So he 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 has that surfy, that goofy surfing thing to him. His name is Rad. You know, yeah. but he also is. You know, when he's he a talks, pro- he's, like- a, he's a he's a he's a space spacey protest song yeah no and, and but he always he has this like this strange nobility to him that's kind of enforced like both in terms of being you know noble in like the way that we sense but also this like stereotypical yeah. way of speaking yeah where he uses like always, high-floating language yeah. and just like people are always you know. pointing out the way he talks which again that's yeah, one of the best things about the you the, living and being a kid living in italy speaking english yeah People are going to point out the way you talk. It's well, all then, making I mean, sense now. Living, living. I mean, and that that carries on through the rest of my life because, like, living in Italy and having my only English language entertainment be books and not speaking to anyone other than my highly. Educated oh yeah, then family. you move back here and everyone's yeah, and using like, slang and shit. Yeah, well, and you're like speaking like yeah, improper. I, I, I'm fairly. You know, people tell me all the time I'm fairly articulate. You are. Yeah, and uh, get good diction. Yeah. I don't know what that word means. Yeah, and you know, it's great now, but in <laughs> elementary school and junior high, it was less great, right? And yeah, yeah. So, Silver Surfer. That's my, that's my spirit guy. You just stared off into space and yeah. said, Silver Surfer. <laughs> well, it's got, like your setup here is it's good, but it's also awkward because I can't like face anyone while I'm speaking to them. Uh, I'm just like looking at this platter of Coca-Cola. <laughs> that ornamental one. On the, oh, I didn't yeah, even, yeah. I've never seen that. Hmm. There's I like I don't even notice half the shit in this room, <laughs> and then someone like some of the guests will point it out, and I'll be like, "Oh, there is a drill there. What the fuck? There no, is a weird, headless puppet, a, a muppet for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the Woodry's Hardware Studio for you, man. It's yeah. a bunch of surprises. Yeah, I like it. Do, do you? Uh, what do you? What I mean, is there anything about the Silver Surfers? 
like wanderlust that you identify with the idea because he's his whole thing is he wants to go around and see everywhere and then he gets yeah. to earth and he's trapped and he's like but i want to go home yeah but he wouldn't be fucking happy well, if he went back home well eventually he does and that's exactly what happens yeah like i was thinking um you know i was doing a lot of uh talking to myself in my car about the silver surfer <laughs> as you'll do so, well i'm a delivery driver it's all i have to do um i can only you know i can only sing the wreck of the edmund fitzgerald so many times God, uh, <laughs> you are the weirdest human being <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's a great song now yeah, i'm more yeah. of a sloop john b man myself mm. when it comes to songs about about, about being on boats. boats but there's no there's no wreck in that one it's not really maritime yeah. history it's maritime history the guys the silver surfer really <laughs> is sloop john b meets the wreck of the edmund fitzgerald <laughs> it's a coming together of those two anyway what i was going to say is that i was thinking about like what silver surfer story i would write and this is before I went back and actually read all these. And the, the thought that I had was that, like, a story where he goes back to Zen La, and it hasn't changed that much, but, like, he remembers that, oh, wait, I didn't really like Zen La that much. And, like, Shia Ball's moved on with her life. And then I was reading in the... Um, Did you just call her Shia LaBall? No, yeah, Shia LaBall. No, I said Shia LaBall. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, no, but so then I, I was reading, and it's I think it's the first one that, uh, that Starlin does, actually. His first issue, that exact thing happens. That, like, yeah. uh, the Silver Surfer goes back to Zen La... And like they have no use for him there, and Shalabal has married his half brother, and like, uh, and he's just like, oh, oh, I guess I can't be happy anywhere, and goes off into space to ask Galactus to take away his cosmic power. Galactus says no. Galactus, not a good dad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can't really. I mean, he wouldn't. Here's the thing. It's sort of like. Well, he'd be happy had the galactic power taken away from him. He would the whole time he'd be like, "Oh man, I miss my surfboard." Yeah, no, I mean it's the it's the whole thing that you can't go home again. That, yeah, which exactly. Is something that I, I definitely do relate to. Yeah, so like, deal that like I I anytime I'd you know whenever I would return somewhere after being a year in Italy, I'd come back and be like, oh, oh, yeah. Where's the wine? Where's the lunchtime yeah. wine? Yeah, exactly. Where's the I think uh, where's the gesticulating with the hands? Where's right. the, <laughs> <laughs> I think the the I mean. If there's like the the last Silver Surfer story would be about um, the Silver Surfer Norrin Rad like coming to terms with the fact that life just is was it what it is and stopping this eternal longing that like never you know he will never actually have fulfilled. Well, that's the whole thing, though. Man. Yeah, I mean, like that's, that's well, every 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 Marvel superhero is made of angst. Marvel superhero, fuck is. Marvel superhero. That's the whole thing about being. A, a human a being. person yeah, yeah. yeah being conscious or a Zemlavian as the case and be. understanding that the space is you know yeah is everything is finite uh yeah. <laughs> everything will go away nothing uh exactly. <laughs> no I, I mean that's what that would be like the final the enlightenment that the silver surfer would find after centuries of wandering yeah and he's at it like the the uh the enlightenment i like that yeah. you that you did the own thing with your hands thing when hands. you said in the word enlightenment i he is a very Zen Buddhist kind of yeah, figure. Yeah, no, he too. absolutely he's is. Very, but like, he's not. He's on. He's definitely on the path. Like he doesn't quite find it. Yeah, he's a bodhisattva. Probably. He's yeah. not. A, he's not the Buddha, but he is. A, he is he's a bodhisattva. He is. A, he is a being that has been uh, granted return. Right. Uh, I've done something like that. <laughs> I've done. I used to know what Religion. things meant. Um. Yeah. No. It's. It's though. That's. It's something that probably everybody should relate to. Right. Is that's if there's one thing I want to send out with this podcast, everyone read the Silver Surfer because he's all of us, but especially me. I don't know. I bet there are people in the world who feel like they fit in, like they belong somewhere. I I, I have yet to meet one. I don't know. But like, if you stay, if you stay I've where met you some are, people forever? that are good at pretending they yeah. do. Yeah, and I guess like if you are a shallow ball or uh, like 
Norrin Rad's half-brother, which is, I can't remember, his name is Goofy also. It's like uh, Physic Rad or like Kyle Rad. I don't know. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> I don't, like I, Kyle, I, Kyle Rad seems pretty okay on Zen Lao. I think, but, uh, though, because I have this thing where I like, you know, when I, I have friends who are married and have kids and like, you know, work regular jobs and some of them are doing well for themselves. Some of them are struggling like we all are, but I don't know. I just think that, you know, they, when I tell them about my life and I'm like, yeah, I'm a stand up comic. I don't have a home. <laughs> I travel a lot. I, uh, I meet a lot of new people, which I like, I, I like this, but the, you know, they'll say, Oh man, that's gotta be so fun. That's gotta be awesome. I'm just kind of like, you are secure though. Like you, yeah, like you don't you have don't, to worry. You're not afraid all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do. I envy them a little bit. I, I, it's like, I think it's a grass is greener thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, if they really like, sure. I'm sh- it looks like fun for them, but they don't want to do it. You know? No. Right. Yeah. G- g- yeah. They won't. Yeah. So is the silver surfer then the patron saint of standups? Oh, God. As far as, because uh, you know, that's, yeah. <laughs> like, those are the two things. Either you're going to be, you know, he has a either, either you're going to be Kyle Rad or you're going to be the Silver Surfer, right? You're going to just buy, be content on Zen La, utopian thing, and try and make your utopia better. Or you're just always going to want to be out in the cosmos surfing. <laughs> <laughs> hanging 10. Hanging 10. <laughs> when you think about it, aren't we all just hanging 10, you guys? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's, it's an interesting question, though. Because uh, I don't know if people are happy. His name's not are. actually Kyle Rad, by the way. I can't remember what it is. Some people are. Some people aren't, I oh, guess. I don't uh, know. Wait. It, we're, I'm, getting, I'm getting a note. Is it written? Fennin Rad. Fennin? John. Fennin. Fennin? Fennel Rad. Fennel. <laughs> he lives in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> he sprinkles himself on meatballs. Yeah. Uh, Wow. Do you... How would I say this? Or really insulting question? <laughs> no. No. Do you have a... Uh, is there a defining Silver Surfer arc for you? Is there a defining moment in the... Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, he's almost... Most of his series have been, like, not great. <laughs> it's the sad truth about the Silver Surfer. Like, the original Stan Lee, uh, Sal Buscema stuff... Has like John that, Buscema. John, no. Steve. It was John. It was no, John. I'm right. No, it was John. John says, John says I'm right. It's John Buscema. John, I just read the issue this morning. You're probably right. Um, one of the Buscemas. Oh, no, it was here. Yeah, <laughs> Fuck and yeah. he's right. Fine. Um, like that. That stuff has <laughs> that, was that. Such a. I feel no better <laughs> about myself. Nobody wins. Done that. In fact, I might feel a little worse. Nobody wins. Yeah. Um, no, like that stuff has that kind of '60s magic that doesn't quite—it uh, doesn't quite, you know, it, it, it doesn't. It's a little dated to read now. You kind but of have, it has a, like have to have a frame of, of reference. Yeah, for it. and there's the, like the art is kind of beautiful, and occasionally, like whenever the Silver Surfer shows up in a Jack Kirby thing as his creation, he always looks amazing. And like you know, Jack Kirby's art can be spoken of at great length. But yeah. there's never there's I I didn't think that there had been like a good sort of modern uh, interpretation of him until I read. This uh, I found a thing from like 2003 in preparing for this that was written by um, this couple screenwriting couple who I don't think ever wrote any other comic books. We were just you sound familiar because we were just talking about it before we started recording. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, it's it's cool because it's like it's I think it's 11 issues, and for the first six, the Silver Surfer is only kind of glimpsed in the periphery. Like it's mostly about these human characters 
and the Silver Surfer is like kidnapping children. And it's, like this, and it's like this mom dealing with her kidnapped autistic daughter. And it's not until like later on that you learn kind of why he's doing it's it. It's for a good reason. Yeah, well, the, like he thinks the world's <laughs> about to end. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't want to spoil it. And then like from it, it kind of gradually expands out from there and turns into the kind of crazy cosmic stuff that you expect from the Silver I think Surfer. I, yeah, you know, I heard about this. Yeah, this and it's series. really, I, I loved it. It was kind of exactly what we want to see. But I think it's... Uh, was it a two-shot or a one? Was no, it, it, was, it was 11 issues. 11, it was two, okay. It's, two, uh, it's like two trades worth. Um, I think it's called uh, Silver Surfer Communion and Silver Surfer Revelation. I think something huh. like that. Um, but it's it's w- the way that it, it kind of makes peace with the goofiness of the Silver Surfer by only showing him at a distance. And when he shows up on his board, it doesn't have the fin, which for me helps a lot. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he looks I, a lot better without the fin. I agree. When, when the board has the fin, it's, as it's it looks like goofy. he will in the new series. Yeah, uh, it's like he's it's not going to help him navigate the emptiness of space yeah exactly uh, it's not, it doesn't serve a practical purpose yeah. no but so um but it the it comes to the other side of like the the although you could say the fin is the whole point what shut up andy because so, the fin i'm mid-sentence here sorry <laughs> it comes to it what it what it kind of gets around to is the other issue um of the silver surfer which is kind of the other like massive philosophical issue of do the ends justify the means the question is like is it okay for him to kidnap uh-huh. this woman's daughter, bearing in mind that he's doing it because, like, he wants... The, the the issue winds up being, like, is it okay for him to abandon the Earth to be destroyed, knowing that, like, that's the only way to protect the rest of the universe? And the conclusion it comes to, spoilers, is, like, the same one that I... is, like, the, the, the humanist one, which is, no, it's not okay. Yeah. That, like, people matter. We can't... You have to find a third way, which to me is the magic of comic books in general. It's very how very Captain Kirk. Yeah, no, well, no, that like you face the <laughs> you face this horrible, impossible decision where you either have to let all of the Earth die or you have to compromise the universe for you know millennia to come. And you, because you're awesome, because you're the Silver Surfer, or because you're Superman, or because you're Batman, you find the way that means that neither of those things has to happen. Yeah, and that's like why we, for me, that's why we have these stories. Instruction wise, is that like you look for the way out that doesn't mean that terrible thing <laughs> yeah. yeah you can compromise you find a way yeah. to you find a you find a third way huh. so doctor who's about <laughs> it is so uh, sip from my doctor who coffee mug have there been He's, any other characters that silver surfer has been able to relate to in his aloneness well that's i mean that's the thing about uh, the defenders which i've not actually yes. read but you get to this yes. point where i mean that's that's the thing is that like he finds as again as with those of us who take him as our patron saint, you find uh, you find your community of weirdos. Yeah, and like he hangs out with the Incredible Hulk and like Doctor Strange. Yeah, the for defenders, just the most like, unrelatable people in the world. The Defenders was Doctor Strange, Namor, Silver Surfer, and yeah. Hulk. Essentially, originally. the most overpowered characters in the Marvel universe. All yeah, but they, and they all and they all have their different. They're different isolations. Like right. you know, Doctor Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme. He's um, he lives in two worlds. Yeah, exactly. He lives he lives here in the astral plane, and uh, he um, the Eye of Agamotto. He's you know he 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 can't relate to people because he he knows everything. Yeah, like he's <laughs> like, like he can he's he's creeping into the, the the realm of like Lovecraft and Galactus, where like he can see. From a wider perspective, yeah, and he can, yeah, and he knows the he's a master of the mystic arts, and he's alienated in that way. 
Um, Namor is the prince of Atlantis. Uh, sorry, the uh, Imperious no, he's, he's Rex. The, yeah, he's the Imperious <laughs> Rex. Of, I mean, he's the he's the leader of Atlantis. Yeah. I mean, Prince sounds like his dad is in charge. Yeah. So he's his so he's royalty, uh, but he also he, he's he's an incredibly cold hearted pragmatic character yeah well he um, has like a weird relationship with the marvel universe i mean all these people have a weird relationship with sue storm in particular yeah <laughs> mr fantastic's wife where like he he's where they all want to you know yeah, they like they they want to they want to they all want to have they want to get on that it. um but, uh, <laughs> they want to keep her company yeah uh, let's be polite yeah <laughs> they want to there's some joke to be made that i'm not gonna make it uh, uh, they want no but so and like he's he's a yeah. He's, a, he's another duality. It's all about dualities with these people. Mm-hmm. But he's, I mean, he's, you know, he's a ruler, so he's got that isolation going. And the Hulk is like, he's, he's, the, he's no the one he's understands the... him because he's the Hulk. He can't be around people because... So the Defenders smash. kind of is this team, like, and this is what what I had in school for a long time is uh, friends by default. You know what I mean? Like, right. I was friends with some guys because we were all the outcasts because yeah, yeah. nobody else liked us so we were like well we might as well hang out together we won't get beat up as much yeah, yeah. and it's like you uh, get that companionship but also you have to deal with the fact that the hulk is here yeah you're gonna have to fight the hulk Ugh. yeah and eventually you kind of have to decide like is this worth it and silver surfer doesn't he decides well i'm out yeah um but oh yeah, but that's that's the thing with the defenders is it's like that team of these guys that like don't really fit in anywhere else. You know, Doctor Strange, he's like an advisor to the Avengers, but they're all kind of a little weirded out by him. Yeah, <laughs> and Namor well, is I just mean, a son of a bitch, so nobody wants to hang out oh, with him. Doctor Strange, as far as I know, is like the most. He's, I mean, he's definitely the the poster child and one of the very few like purely magic oriented Marvel heroes mm-hmm. that like everybody else. Even though essentially it's magic, everybody else has like a grounding in some kind of pseudoscience. Yeah, and like, and it makes them uncomfortable because they you can't understand how his stuff works. Yeah, because it's all it's, yeah, cause it's magic. magic. It's nope, like, magic. oh, here's an artifact. Here's a relic. Where did yeah. you get it? Oh, hell! Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hell exists. What? <laughs> oh yeah, but nobody's supposed to be able to do that thing you did. How did you do that? Oh, magic! I, magic. <laughs> yeah. I used my magic to magic. Yeah, uh, I love Doctor Strange. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Um, yeah. But I, I like the Defenders a lot in general. Like they're one of my favorite. Marvel I've teams. never I've never read an issue. I like them in theory. For, Matt Fraction did a really great yeah. uh, twelve issue series uh, revival of the Defenders of, yeah. like a few years ago. Hmm. Fucking awesome! It's really like uh, Red She Hulk's in it yeah. and uh, Iron Fist, but it's also got that core. I, it's got I can't, Namor. I can't, I can't keep track of the Hulks anymore. <laughs> there's yeah, there's like there's four of them, uh, yeah, by okay. the way. I mean, I know like She Hulk and I know Hulk. Well, those are the two best ones. Red, yeah. Okay, so there's Red Hulk and Red She-Hulk, and they are the... the Explain um, this in great detail. Red, Red, Hulk is, Red Hulk is Thunderbolt, General Thunderbolt Ross. Oh, okay. And she, Red She-Hulk wow. is his daughter, Betsy Ross. Betty, 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 Elizabeth, like fucking... Yeah, Betty Ross. Betty Ross. Betty Ross, yeah. Betsy Ross made the American flag. Okay, you're right. I always yeah. confuse the two. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one, uh, one created one of the most iconic things about our country, and the other... The other was Betsy Ross. ...turns into a red monster. Um, but both very important to America. <laughs> very. Uh, so, yeah, that's the Defenders, whatever. Yeah. Uh, are you excited about the new Silver Surfer Serious? comic? Yeah. You know, I, 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 like, Dan Slott is not one of the guys who's, like, in my, 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 really? my mental pull, you know, where, like, I'm just, like, I'm on board no matter what they do. Who are, who are the guys that are uh, here? Grant Morrison. Oh, uh, yeah. Warren Ellis. Um, I mean, I, I. Ooh, Warren Ellis. I can't wait for Moon Knight. 
yeah, I, I, I don't have enough money to buy as many comic books yeah. as I would like. Um, but, uh, yeah, those guys. Robert Kirkman, I'm pretty much on board most of the time. I've just been reading Invincible, which is great. I've heard um, that's good. I haven't checked it out. Yeah, it's... it's what about Hickman good. and Fraction? Oh, Hickman, like... absolutely. Yeah. Fraction is one where, like, if he's writing something that I, I have some other interest in, I'll pick it up. Um, but like, uh, yeah, like, it would, you know... When he's writing a Hawkeye thing, even though I know it probably won't be all that exciting because Hawkeye books aren't usually very Fuck exciting. Fuck you. <laughs> I'll pick it up. Hawkeye fucking rules. No, I love the character, but like I'm... Well, not a lot of people have done him justice. Yeah, I will say yeah. that. Fraction's one of the first that's really like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love Slot. I think Dan Slot's a great writer. Uh, he's more... No, he deals with more... He, the thing is, he deals with more of the like... Oh, Neil Gaiman is also definitely in my okay. poll. When he... Slot, himself to Slot deals with more of the like what's going on behind the superhero scenes stuff uh, like he's his his Spider-Man stuff is great for that for that reason he's perfect for Spider-Man because that's the whole point of Spider-Man right is that he's a regular guy when he's not yeah, this yeah. thing uh, and then his run on She-Hulk his run on She-Hulk was great too because it was more about Gen, you know uh, Walter Gen, yeah, yeah. Jenny Walters being a lawyer it was more right. about that uh by the way, my this is how much of a nerd I am. There's a website that uh, answers legal questions about superheroes, and I spend like hours on it, hours and hours. It's like what what would the what would the Superhuman Registration Act actually look like? It's like, like, or like what, what kind of you know what are the legal ramifications of you know of time travel? Like if That's you murder awesome. yourself, are you culpable? You know, That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, it's I, I can spend just like hours and hours looking at that <laughs> but that's why i'm really curious to see what dan slot does with silver surfer because silver surfer is yeah. the whole his character he's, he's he doesn't he, have a he, he, doesn't, he doesn't have, have an a, alter ego exactly which i think is also part of what i love about him he's never not imbued with, with the with power cosmic don't worry about it <laughs> he's always yeah no it's, silver that's, surfer. that's the thing is that like he can throw on the fedora and trench coat but it's he's not yeah fooling and his powers <laughs> are so insane like he can travel through time right he can transmute all energy he can he can send a cosmic blast that can destroy a planet but he like, can never know love <laughs> so I'm really curious to see what Dan Slott, this guy yeah, who typically no, deals in these smaller things, what he's going to do with that. And I, I mean, love I, Mike I, Allred. His art is yeah, great. Mike Allred is fantastic. I mean, I my dream is that is to see somebody who normally deals with this like larger mythic stuff take on the Silver Surfer. Like I'd love to see Grant Morrison. Oh yeah, do the Silver Surfer because he's the only one I've seen who can do that kind of yeah. grand scale cosmic stuff justice while still making yeah. it feel. I, human. I love the Starlin stuff. I think that yeah, no, Starlin has, a, has this. It has a magic to it. There's a certain, like, there's a repetitive quality to the a lot of the cosmic Marvel stuff where it's like, okay, now there's another. Yeah. Now the universe is in crisis because of this thing. It's yeah. like with the, the new Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. I love reading it, but, like, I and I've read those books, like, three, four times. I could not tell you what happens in them. <laughs> like, I'll just, like, enjoy reading it, and then I'm just like, okay, there's Thanos, and there's a raccoon, and he's awesome, and, like, I love all the characters, but I have no idea what the actual arc was. Yeah. any of that well that's uh, sometimes you get yeah like Hickman Hickman his stuff I love him as a writer but he yeah. his stuff is so involved and so expansive like his, that whole in, Infinity story that just happened I fucking don't remember <laughs> most of what right. happened I don't I couldn't tell you yeah, yeah. and it, it expands it, it expands like all the galaxies that exist in the Marvel Universe right and it's it's just crazy and <laughs> Starlin it's weird because Starlin's stuff had this simplicity to it that I thought I thought I mean it was it was really complex and there was a lot going on but as far as like how it all came together it was very simple 
Yeah, no, it kind of it, it it lands in a certain way, and it, again, yeah. it's kind of rereading it now. It is still a little bit dated. Like there's a period yeah. in the uh, somewhere in the '90s where like they gradually figured out you didn't have to have quite so many words all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, like from that point on, everything becomes much more readable. And Starlin predates that slightly, but no, it's definitely yeah. compelling stuff. I think maybe Starlin just talks like that. Like, <laughs> I don't know, but I think maybe to me, my board, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my mind. <laughs> Uh, we haven't talked about this at all. Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver yeah. Surfer. Yeah, which I, I screened in preparation for this. It's um, I feel like they got the Silver Surfer right. Yeah, no, there's a lot. Else. There's a lot that's really <laughs> shitty in that movie. I think I, I actually like some of the early goofiness that happens in that movie. Like I don't. A lot of it's really dumb, but like some of the the back and forth and like pranking between the thing, even though the thing looks really stupid, and and, uh, and, and Johnny Storm yeah. is actually really spot on. That like mm-hmm. you know the the thing has to. It starts out with them like getting on a plane. The thing has to like cram into a middle seat. Meanwhile, Johnny Storm is just flying outside, waving at him. Like that feels very true to what yeah, the Fantastic but, Four yeah. goofiness. But then it goes like that stuff carries on a little bit too far, and other things happen. But meanwhile, the Silver Surfer is really done like incredible justice in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's well, they got Doug Jones to play. They got Doug Jones and great. the voice of Lawrence Fishburne. The voice of Lawrence Fishburne. And it's like they they give you just enough of a hint about his mythology that like he gets to be a character and like yeah. have a presence. Yeah, uh, but for the most part, he again like shows up as this figure that you know is doing this crazy stuff, and we don't understand, mm-hmm. which is is one of the things that's things that's cool about him. Sorry, <laughs> I ran out of steam. Fair enough. No, no, I completely agree with you. Yeah. Would you trade places with the Silver Surfer? I, I don't need to. I already am the Silver <laughs> Surfer. That's the, that's the whole thesis. You know what I mean. Do you want the power cosmic? Do I want the power cosmic? I mean, I. I I think it's there's an isolating quality to the power cosmic that I already suffer from. Um, so maybe... Uh, well, is, is stand-up your power cosmic? <laughs> I think my vocabulary is the power cosmic. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty cool power set, but he is, like, you don't... You get the sense he doesn't eat, right? Like, he doesn't have no, to No, he doesn't eat. eat. He, he doesn't absorbs, drink. He absorbs cosmic he energy. He doesn't shit or piss or fuck. So like, he has this kind of purity to him that um i don't want <laughs> like, like my isolation like thrives on enjoying netflix and like you know chili burgers and uh it's yeah but having... if you but if you if you didn't feel the need for that like if you didn't feel a want of yeah that. i mean it's hard for it's like it's the question of uh you're asking me whether i want to be enlightened do you think he misses chili burgers sometimes uh, he probably, the I mean, for... that's the thing he's he's reached a level of enlightenment where he doesn't have that yeah. desire probably right so it's kind of it's almost impossible for me to say whether i would be happier as the silver surfer in i think theory, sometimes yes, he, he thinks have... about it and he remembers that yeah. he enjoyed it and well and like, like he's mm. so he spends it's, it's he can't really fully buy into this enlightenment thing either because he does spend so much time pining for shallow ball that, like he can't get <laughs> yeah. over his old girlfriend yeah, but he's Which had again, relationships since then. a very comic kind of thing. You know, he was hanging out with, with Alicia Masters and Nova. No, he had and, like a uh, thing with Nova and with, uh, with, with what's her name? Mantis. Mantis, yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, Mantis. <laughs> uh, but so I, I, I actually, no, I would not trade places with him because it's clear that he does still have those desires and no. they just can't be fulfilled. He fights yetis. Yeah, I mean, like, but I can just do that. <laughs> in fact, we might. We were speaking earlier about how hairy I am. We you might, are uh, a yeti. Yeah, we might. We might find ourselves in an altercation. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't. I hope that doesn't happen because yeah, you're bigger too. than me. No, but like the Silver Surfer would win that altercation. 
I meant like I might find myself in an altercation with the Silver Surfer. Oh, I see. Okay, I'm he's confused. Fighting Yetis, I got you. Yeah, I, was I thought you were in, talking like, about a, fighting me. No, I was living in a fantasy world. <laughs> Although it's also impossible. But really, though, fight. aren't we all just living in a fantasy world? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you have uh, Do you have any any anything else you'd like to say about the Silver Surfer? Uh, I think have we covered it. We've more or less covered it. I think we've we done the Silver it. Surfer to death. <laughs> we did it, guys. We solved yeah. the whole Silver Surfer. We didn't really talk about Thanos much, who's no. his complete. That's his arch enemy. Yeah, so but, well, he's sort of everybody's arch enemy. Yeah, but I think there's I think more our, of a... Thanos probably deserves his own episode because absolutely. he's like about to be the big villain in the cinematic Marvel universe. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. can't wait. I love yeah. Thanos. I love, did you read the new Thanos Rising no, I need to. story? Jason Aaron wrote it. Oh, it's yeah. so good. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Because it basically, he's like Dexter... <laughs> But on a cosmic level, right. <laughs> so he's just like he's just like a, he's just a psychopath. Yeah, you know he's just a kid that you know got into Boy Scouts so he could torture animals, and then, but like you know instead of killing a couple classmates, just he's the planet. He's just planets. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was that was weird. Um, well, Phil, I want to thank you for coming by. Well, thanks for having me. I've, coming by the old Woodry's Hardware Studio. I rarely studio. do I get to just like talk about the Silver Surfer for an hour, and later on other people. Rarely does to it. anyone get to talk about the Silver Surfer for an hour, really. Yeah. Guys, if there's one thing I want you to take away from today's discussion, it's this: find a coworker, uh, corner them, and just talk to them about the Silver Surfer for an hour. Yeah, uh, I think it'll help your day. Yeah, not <laughs> theirs necessarily, but they'll thank you in the end. Because that's the path to enlightenment. <laughs>